Hi, we're George and Jess, and after doing a morning radio show together for over a decade, we found our new home on the George and Jess podcast. We are a married couple exploring the ins and outs of balancing kids, marriage, and careers. So join us for adventures in the kitchen, at home, traveling, and more. Pull up a chair, grab a cup of coffee. It's time to get real about life, love, and the world around us. What are some of the things you look for in adult friendships? Adult friendships are hard. It's different than being a kid, isn't it? You know, it's just, there's so many elements and factors and just, it's just a lot. And then there's like, how do you make friends as an adult? And how do you find time for friendships as an adult? There's a lot. And as your adult life grows and evolves, what does that do to your friendships? Yes. Right? It's a tough one. It really is. I started thinking about that, and I'm like, you know what? That is really something that I've not really thought about. Because here's a question: do uh, Do you think most adults have a best friend? I I don't know. I would I would say women would be more likely to say that they have a best friend? I think we've had that discussion, and I do believe that. Yeah, I think that yeah. that women would be more likely to say, I have a best friend, and, like, qualify someone as their best friend. Right. You, uh, you won't see a lot of guys tag another guy on social media and say, hang in with my bestie. <laughs> it's fine if you do. I know. I'm not saying great. that there is anything wrong with that. I'm just saying you don't see it a lot. And then I think there's... Like, quote unquote, best friends for different aspects of your life. Like, you might have a work best friend, or you might have right. a childhood best friend, or a sibling or a cousin that's like a best friend. So, there's just a lot of different elements that go into friendship, and it can it can be a sensitive subject. I it think it sure can. For adults, too. That's why when you ask somebody, and we're, I'm not going to ask you to name names, but when you ask somebody, do you have a best friend? And then if you publicly state that, then somebody might feel slighted. Or right? if you thought someone was your best friend. And, and they're then, not. And then they say someone else is, and you're right. like, womp, womp. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I, and it's not like 2001. Nobody's no. wearing best friend necklaces around. <laughs> around i'm not familiar with best friend necklaces what are, are they you fill, kidding? F- no fill me in oh my goodness so this was very popular when i was a preteen and even a teenager you could go to claire's which they still have them by the way and the it would be two necklaces in one package and they would either make a heart that would be like broken down the middle i think and- clara bought one of them she did she and bought a three-way yeah. best friend necklace for her and the neighbor girls right and right. then you would you would like get it for someone for their birthday, and then they would give you the other half, and then you guys sure. would be like best friends. Um, which I remember being there was a lot of drama <laughs> back in the day. I can surrounding imagine. best friend necklaces, and sometimes you would have a couple, and like oh, it was just a lot. But when you're 38, people aren't rocking best friend necklaces, no. <laughs> so you don't have to worry no, about no. that. And uh, and, and not to say. Going back to what something we mentioned earlier about women being more open to professing having, best friendship. Having, having a best friend 
not to say that there guy there aren't guys who won't, because there are guys who do. I I see it all the time. Specifically, I think a lot of guys that grew up together and have spent, you know, an extended period of time through their adolescent years and in becoming young men and then kind of like staying in the same area, right? Mm -hmm. I would say that I don't have anybody in my life as far as another man that I would consider being my best friend, not because I don't like people, but because I moved so much. Like in my grade school years, or actually through my entire school career prior to going to college, uh, I went to seven different schools over my 12-year school career, so I was constantly moving, and I never really had the time in one spot to develop those kinds of bonds. Sure. And I think that the ones, a lot of times, it goes back not necessarily to when you were that young, but at least I would say into your early 20s and stuff like that. It's difficult. I'm not saying that it's impossible and that it doesn't happen, but it is much more difficult as you age to bring on new best close personal friends. Absolutely. Right? Time, I think, is a huge factor in that. Oh, yeah. You know, finding time to foster a friendship that would become that close. I've had a lot of best friends through my life. I have my childhood best friend, who I'm still friends with. Sure. But we live far apart. We have kids. We don't see each other very often, but she was my childhood best friend. I do notice some people that use that term and throw it around pretty loosely. Sure. Like, Hang in with my bestie. Again, you'll see this specifically a lot with girls. And then they'll say that. Women. Well, young girls too, really. Sure. And then it'll be, you know, it'll be a day or two later and they're hanging with a new best friend or they have 10 or 15 best friends, right? It's that type of thing. So I see that a lot. But to really have that kind of a relationship, And I think that it's meaningful and it's a good thing if you do have somebody like that in your life, but not everybody does. And the older you get, going back to our original start to this conversation, I think the older you get, the more difficult it becomes to find those people. And also, if you have a best friend and one of you moves away, or maybe it was a work best friend and one of you gets a different job, or one of you has a baby and the other one doesn't have kids, there's a lot of factors in life that can change friendships, which doesn't necessarily mean you're not friends anymore, but you just lose touch. Right. You you right. grow apart. And that happens too. Can you think of an example where that happened to you? Um, yeah, I had a, a, a she was my best friend. We were roommates for years. Her name is Brittany. Um, and I love her dearly, but um we just grew apart. She lives sure. back in Iowa. She lived here in Mankato for a long time. Um, we were, we were roommates and she moved back to Iowa. I got married. She got married a few years later and we're, I still consider her a dear friend, but we've just lost touch. Right. That happens. You know, and and I, if I ran into her, I would be thrilled to see her, but it's certainly not the same level of friendship as we used to have. Right. Right. Yeah. I get that. Uh, I, I, I remember vividly the moment, uh, of, being in the Marine Corps, the the it was within a short period of time, all of us came in together and all of us were being discharged around the same, it was the same summer, mm-hmm. right? And I remember sitting in our uh, workshop in Garrison, which is where Marines are when they're not in the field, and one of the guys saying, look around, 
because in a few months, none of us are ever going to see each other again after spending almost the entire last four years together every single day and every single night doing everything, right? And I was like, that's odd. But the only thing I was concentrating on at the time was getting out <laughs> and getting home, right? But I, I do look back at that moment now almost 30 years later, and I think, by God, they were right. And I wouldn't have even connected mm-hmm. with any of those guys if it wasn't for social media where we found each other. Which is really cool. Which is cool, and and, and that is. And now we're constantly talking about, okay, we, we've been talking about this for years, but we got to get the crew back together. You need to do that. And I think that it would, because honestly, because of the way I've been shuffled around and the things I've done, and I got to a point in my life where I was already into my 30s before I really settled down in a spot. So I don't have anybody besides those guys that I really had that kind of a bond mm-hmm. with. Because it's hard as an adult. Right, right. And it I, is. You know, I think we could talk about characteristics or qualities or kind of what you look for in a friendship right? as an adult. And then how do you find it? So on that note, what are some of the personality traits, qualities, call them what you will, what are some of the things you look for in an individual when it comes to friendship? Well, to me, it's all about having things in common, right? A lot. I, absolutely. And knowing that when you hang out, you're you're going to have a lot in common and whatever that is, you know, I, it's up to each individual to decide um, because... <laughs> Because my life has changed a lot in the last four months, five months. I don't know. Maybe not that long. But um, I think my list of things is different and changing. And that's a, a unique position to be in, too. Well, you're, you're talking about not drinking. Well, I, I haven't, I haven't yeah. been drinking alcohol. And that used to be a big part of my friendships. It, it, uh, well, that, I think there's a million Different pre. I mean, I honestly, I I look around us and uh, our our lives, and I think it's and it's not just friends. What about family members? It was the same oh, yeah. thing. It was the same thing. Absolutely. Every time that they get together, it was always like making cocktails or can I get you a drink as soon as you walk through the door. So if you separate yourself from that, that can be a pretty jarring experience it, it in is. your adult life. And you'll only understand what it's like unless you've experienced that. And at first, um, it was very, like, lonely for me. I felt left out. Sure, yeah. But I also felt like that uh, the the path of removing alcohol from my life was still the path I wanted to be on, even though... Absolutely. At first, it made me feel a little left out. Right. But now, I'm connecting with women who are like-minded and and have different pastimes and I've gotten some invitations from people to like have dinner and mocktails and it's kind of fun I feel like I feel like I'm a teenager I'm like oh it's like I might have a new friend that you know I I can kind of relate to more from the position that I'm in now or or kind of where I want to be going right I think one of my difficulties is um too much, too much of one individual. I'm not right. 
this is going to sound, I don't want people to think I'm crazy, but I am crazy. You are. <laughs> but uh, I'm not a guy who necessarily will find an individual and then call them on a regular basis to do things together. You know, you understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yes. It's like, I don't have somebody in my phone bank that I'm like, that's the individual I'm going to call. Cause we always do these things together. And that's fine. <laughs> right. No, I mean, I understand that, but, it, and uh, I don't know if that makes me, I don't know what that makes me. Is there a word for that? Are you a loner? <laughs> I, I'm not. Are you more of an introvert? I don't think I'm a lone. I can be a lone wolf. I don't think I'm so much an introvert. I think that again, it goes to goes back to a pretty nomadic lifestyle up until I got into my 30s, mm-hmm. and I was constantly moving around. So I never settled down and really established any of that. And that is how I got to that point in my life. And then now it's just. It's just the way I live. I know that sounds crazy, but I've thought about it because I know so many people, right, including friends of mine that have that individual in their life. And I'll be honest with you, I don't want it. And Doesn't I, that sound crazy? No, I don't think I, so. I think I think it's mature of you to, to be able to know that about yourself right. and admit it. I think that I like, there's people I like. I like, I have a lot of friends. I will go to a ball game with them. I'll do things, but I don't want for whatever reason, maybe, maybe there, maybe I need to lie down on a couch somewhere with a professional, <laughs> have them unscrew the top of my head and dig into it. Right. <laughs> that's why we did this. But I don't know if I, if it's just, you know, I, I don't know why, but I don't want I guess it comes down to letting somebody get that close. Does that oh, sound crazy? Well, you might need to talk to somebody about that. <laughs> no, maybe that's what it is. I don't know. I, I I don't know. But I would say this. I would look for somebody who's interested in a lot of the same things, like hobbies, uh, you know, family-oriented. I don't think age really has anything to do with it. Not I thought, now, I don't I think. I thought about that. But in, in today's world, there's so many people you know, once you're old enough, to, when you're out of the house, everybody's doing everything together, right? I, I mean, you and I have a 15-year age difference between the two of us. Right. And, and, and that's I, not weird. Yeah, I have a lot of friends, late 20s, a ton in their 30s, 40s, right. 50s, and 60s. Sure. I mean, tons totally of Totally fine. Right, yeah. So I guess uh, a lot of different people with a lot of different traits and... uh I guess I've never figured out. Well, I think it goes back to what I was telling you earlier. I don't think I want one individual (laughs) like that is going to, well, you know, I watch, I watch people text all day long. Right. And I'm like, well, who the heck are you talking to? It's just friends that they communicate with all day long, every single day. The only person other than if it's work related that ever texts me is you. (laughs) And that's, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, right? No. And I do have a couple of uh, of uh, friends of mine that we have a group of, uh, it's a sports-related yes. group, right? And anything that's happening with the Wolves, the Vikings, the Twins, the Wild, or the Gophers, that group text gets shared. And those guys are the, probably my, my, <laughs> my go-to guys for things like that. <laughs> do I sound lonely? I'm, a little. I'm, I'm kind of feeling <laughs> sort of sad for you. I'm not, though. That's the thing. I'm not sad. 
And, and that's all that matters. Right. And I'm like, people are like, can you really be that happy? And I'm like, yeah, I kind of am. And I don't mind. I'm an individual who doesn't mind time alone. Right? I, well, I, ta- I talked about this earlier this week. I like my mornings alone, but right. I'm also very social. And I know right. that about myself. Sure. Like, I can walk into a room of people I don't know, and I'm totally fine. Right. Completely fine. I'll find somebody to chat with. Absolutely. So, uh I, I think it's something to think about for a lot of people. It's an interesting conversation because it changes a lot as you get older and I, and, and you get sent your ways. And, and, and then there's, you know, you find someone on social media and you, you, you become friends or you meet casually at an event. And then there's that weird, like, how do you decide that you want to become friends? Right. And are, you don't want to be creepy. No, you no. know, I, and it comes so naturally for kids because I don't right. think they're thinking about any of that stuff. Yeah. It's they're a, not thinking about like, are they going to think I'm weird or is right. this awkward? They just well, when want to be friends with other kids. When you're a child, you haven't had the chance to be emotionally scarred. Yet. Yeah. Seriously. So I mean, that's, a, that's a huge thing. There is that weird when you identify someone that you feel like you have things in common with and that you might like to hang out with as friends and then there's that, like, courting period almost. Where right. You're like, would you like to hang out, or do you want to come to this party, <laughs> or right. whatever right. it is? It just it feels so weird, and I that might make people shy away from pursuing a friendship because you don't really know how to make friends as an adult. I think one reason a lot of people find themselves without that signature. Hey, you know. Every time there's downtime, you pick up the phone or you text somebody. A, a lot of people probably wind up with a significant other. Yeah. And that is who they're doing things with. And then they go meet other couples. And it's that type of thing. How many right? people do you think are friends with either their wives, friends, husbands, or the other way around? Yeah, I, I've wondered that. Like, just by default. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's a, I mean, there's uh, probably a lot of that or coworkers that just right. by default become friends because they're at the same functions all the time. Right. But I think a lot of people, adults anyways, if you're in a, if you're in a happy relationship, wind up spending a lot of time with each other. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of a lifelong partner. And that's not a bad thing. Cause I know a lot of people that would, that are constantly searching for that. Well, and that's, right? that's us. That is us. You know, I mean, we, because I, I ask myself this question, who do you want to go on vacation with? Who do you want to do this with and that? And it's always with you. I, I don't want to go somewhere. I don't want to head to Denver or Las Vegas or wherever with anybody else. I mean, I would, I would, I would be happy if there was other people there. I'd be, I'd be fine with that, but I don't want to go alone. Right. And I don't want to go back to, uh, my hotel room by myself and lay there. <laughs> right, okay. right, right. You know, maybe <laughs> that's, so I, I think that's a, a big part of it for a lot of people. If you have a significant other, that's your go-to. I think kids sports play a factor oh, in, big friendship, time. in adult friendships because oh. that becomes such a big part of your life that again, by default, you're, you're developing friendships with other parents who's, kids play sports get, with your kids get me started on that <laughs> well i have a i have a big issue 
and I'm I don't know if I'm I don't think I'm alone with on on this, but and this is again a whole nother topic all by itself. But I have a problem with kids' sports dictating your entire life. And they do for it, a lot of families. It absolutely does. I mean, it's literally that's all they do. I had a I had a discussion a couple of weeks ago with a friend of mine, and it was about that. It was a hockey family. And uh He's going one direction. His wife's going the other. Two different tournaments Mm -hmm. in two different spots. And every weekend and all through the week in the evening, by the way, and this is a year-round thing, they're spending a lot of time apart because the youth activities draw them in different directions. His exact words were, this is why people get divorced. Oh, gosh. Right? No, no, he wasn't, had no intention of divorcing his wife, but he said he really, it's almost at times he feels like he's living with a stranger. I was just going to say, if you're working all day at two different jobs, two different places, and then each of you are every evening doing sports, doing kids, going to games in two different places, you could very easily lose touch with your significant other. And if you're, you're you're pulling each other along, I think that uh, a lot of people that have their kids in sports really heavily involved become friends by default with all of the other parents that are doing the same thing. Because they spend so much time together. With, without a doubt. Whether they're, at, you know, when they travel together, they're in hotels mm-hmm. together, they are down drinking in the evening together, during the games. It's just, it becomes this community is what it is. And a lot of them like it and more power to them. Yeah, if we, that's you, you do you. But I just don't want that <laughs> because I think that that can get out of hand in a hurry. It's not like it used to be. It's nothing like and, it used to be. And by the way, I've talked to several coaches who get really heavily involved in, in youth sports, and a lot of them agree with me. They're like, you know what? You're right. It's gotten it, a little it, bit it has gotten over out, the top. Yeah, it's gotten out of control. And he said a lot of the parents wind up trying to live vicariously through their kids. Oh. You know, and it's, he said, you know what? He told me, this is his exact words. If your kid is good enough and that natural ability gets any chance to develop at all, they'll get into it when they're older and they'll they'll excel at it and they'll be noticed. And if they want to pursue it through a collegiate career or whatever, that opportunity will be there for them. Do you think that's the, the same with all sports? I think, well, I mean, again, if you don't play at all, obviously not, but you do not have to bury yourself in it. Now, I understand there's some that people that enjoy it. They really do. They got their kids in the camps, this and that. Is what they're trying to do is give them every advantage mm-hmm. possible yep. to get a little bit better. But there's so many of them, right? And the really elite athletes, granted, the ones that are really good work really hard and they study really hard and they know their craft, but they also have a lot of God-given ability. You don't make it to that level without it. You have to have something there to develop. So, you know, there's these kids. I see The reason I bring this up is I see so many kids that aren't that interested and they don't want to be doing it, but their parents are like, you're not going to quit, blah, 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 this. And I understand the mentality of, 
keeping kids uh, going. Yeah, it's but, a tricky. That's a tricky one. Well, yeah, I know it is. But and to each, that's again where you as a parent have to make the a decision what you think is in the best interest of your child. And I know that a lot of kids learn a ton and make great friendships, and it's an excellent opportunity for them. And it's not just sports. It's I mean, not. It's, it could be. It's, it's dance. robotics. It's dance. Yeah. It's all all of it. Just, right. It can become overwhelming. And I don't want to sound like an old fart, but no. like that's not how sports or no, activities no, were. No, when, no, no. But again, when I was a kid, if you're an individual and you like that, and it, and you know, and then that more power to you, right? But don't, you know, don't. I mean, I have a lot of people that try to play the I'm making the ultimate sacrifice. Parents do sacrifice. I understand that. But a lot of it, it turns into a social event for them as much as it is for the kids. I'm trying to think. I don't. And I under, yeah. I don't think my parents would have gone for that. No. God, no. Are you kidding me? Like we, my sister and I did pageants, which don't get me started on that. We wanted to. We weren't like forced to do it. But, um, and it was one weekend a year. And my dad would like throw a fit. Like, oh, it's the worst. I can't believe we have to be at this hotel. It's right. pageants. And it was one weekend a year. I, I don't think they would have gone for every weekend in a hotel for a tournament or a competition. And it's not, yeah. And it's, and a lot of this stuff now is year round. It's wild. And, and I know, again, I know that some people and, and stu- uh, students, children, their parents, are super passionate about it and I encourage you to stick go you go for it really but I'm not I'm just that my personal preference is I don't want to let that consume that big a chunk of my life right and I don't a lot and I don't think that it's being a selfish parent to say that you could get your kids involved let them participate but you don't have to let a sport, a child's sport or activity consume you, right? And I understand, but I think that's where a lot of people find their friends. That's what going back yes, to that part of the discussion. I do too. And again, yeah. it's because you're spending so much time yeah, with them. I think it's just by default. That you you become friends. And that's one of those things like work or like where, where the friendships are kind of built in to the environment. I think And that, that makes it a little right. bit easier because you don't have to do that weird like hey do you want to be my friend so going back you know and and staying on the subject here but finding adult friends i think a lot of people and i've noticed like i've been in mankato for well this will be 23 years now and i can tell you i have noticed a lot of people that moved here the way they have found friends is by getting involved in the community. I think, I think that that would be one thing that I would encourage everybody to do, whether it's the backpack food program, whether it's the, my place down here with Aaron in downtown Mankato or the United way, whatever, get out and volunteer. That's a great way to meet people who are like-minded. A great way to meet people and, or get on a volunteer for a committee. Yes. For one of these great nonprofit events. Get involved uh, in your schools. There, those. That's yeah. a great way to meet people. I've met a ton of awesome people through my volunteer work and boards that I serve on, and just awesome people. Yeah, I mean, so that is that's a good way to meet people for sure. Yeah, I, I and I've met so many people that I mean, that's kind of the, the escape for them, and it feels great. It does. I mean, you're doing things, and you're, and it doesn't always revolve. <laughs> Again, I know not to beat a dead horse, but it always doesn't revolve around. 
let's meet at the bar <laughs> or let's get a case of beer or let's sit on the patio or let's sit around a fire and just drink. It's always, I mean, we when we did that show a few episodes back, it always comes to that, it seems like. It does. Right? It and always does. And that's kind of the, the crossroad, or I don't know if crossroads is the right term, but that's where I'm at where I'm at is kind of like my phone has buzzed a lot less since I right. removed alcohol from my life. Oh, there's not even a question. I mean, um, and, and I knew it would, and that's fine. Right. That's, that, that's part of the choice. And again, I'm not, uh, if that's no. where, where you're at in your life, that's, I understand that. I'm that's just fine. talking about yeah. my experience. Right, right. And so I, I do have, I have three very dear friends, um, and we have, we like to talk about like very woo woo, like manifesting and angel numbers and crazy <laughs> stuff like that. What, but what, what, uh, whoa, let's back up a second here. What are angel numbers? It's when you see repeating numbers over and over. Like you look at the clock and it's 1111 or your gas bill is 3333 or it's like supposed to, supposed to be a sign from the universe. Like that you're like supported. The, like the stars are aligned. Yeah, like that you're supported. Oh. And so. Now watch for angel numbers and you'll start seeing them pop up. I've never. You've never heard of angel numbers? I have not heard of angel oh, numbers. See, yeah. Oh, it's a it's a it's a thing. Wow. So anyway, I have like those friends and I really enjoy talking to them and they're very uplifting and it being around them is a really positive experience. So I'm looking for more of that in my life because I have also learned about myself that I do not thrive around negativity. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Uh, you and I figured that out. Like if you're in a toxic environment or if you're around somebody that complains all the time, it will just eventually wear on you. And it can really undo any kind of good you're trying to do Right. working on yourself. That's the honest to God truth. It can bring down a, a whole room, a whole place. It's funny we're having this conversation on a Friday morning. <laughs> Why? Well, well, the reason I bring that up is because I know that a lot of people, when you get to Friday night, it's specifically, I think a lot of the people that are searching for friendship don't have a significant other. I don't know. I have a significant. <laughs> but you have friends. You have friends a as well. Significant other. But when you see, when you see people like, what am I going to do now? Who's, who's, who's free tonight? I, I think on the weekends, I remember being single myself. Friday and Saturdays were odd because I always, either I was yeah, the third wheel. I do remember that. Or I have to find somebody. And then you don't want to have that awkward conversation. And you don't want to be on social media going, what's going on? Where, where, where's everybody at? And I, I do used, remember doing that. I used that. to do that. Me too. Yeah. When I first moved here and I didn't really know anybody except for the people I worked with. Right. And I'd be like, do you guys want to hang out on Friday? And they'd have plans or a date or right. some of them were married. And it was like, I, I do remember that. I mean, for a long time, I thought there was something wrong with me. But no. then, I, but no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but then I, re, then I recalled that initially when I meet a lot of people, a lot of them are like, hey, you know, we're going to do this or that. And you want to come over? And I'm like, if the crowd's too big or I don't know a lot of people, I tend to shy away from that. And that kind of hampers anything moving forward but you i mean if you had me there i could be a buffer yeah well when you're when i'm with you it's different it is it's a i mean without a doubt it's different because you know that i don't like to walk 
into a, a, a gathering of people that I don't know, especially a large gathering. I just don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like it. I know that about you. And I've, it used to frustrate me. And I'm not. When we first started like being in a serious relationship that I couldn't understand that. It, I was like, it's fine. And now I know that about you. And so I try to be like cognizant of that when we do go somewhere that's a crowd of people that we don't know. And I, I try not to like leave you in the dust. I, I've heard uh, people say, ask me this, and I don't take offense to it. They were like, are you a homebody? And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of am. I kind of am. I, I, I love wrapping the week up of work and plopping down in the screen porch or out of the patio. Or I love being out working in our yard, you know, and doing things outside around the home and, uh, and often by myself with headphones on, you know, and just getting lost. And I think a lot of that, because you know me that I was, I'm kind of being a homebody doing what I did for three decades. It was, it kind of wore on me. I could, I could see that. And that was being, being in radio, right? And if you're, and I got it in the mid nineties and it was, there's a lot of going out and being in public and sometimes doing things that you didn't even necessarily enjoy, but it was part of the job. And there's an element of feeling like you always have to be quote unquote on. Yeah. Oh, that can be very exhausting. That is the worst. I was having a, a conversation the last time we were together with Chris. Why well, he's gonna kill Chris? Chris, I was gonna say. Well, we we have a friend whose husband's name is Chris. Oh, and not to dime him out, we won't mention her. <laughs> but he was, I think, that was one thing that we kind of had in common. And I I I, I kind of felt that out because they were over here one night, right? Do oh you remember yeah, that? yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. I was I was not following. Yes. Okay, but you know who but, I'm talking about. Yeah, and but I, I think and I don't think that feeling is exclusive to people who are. He's kind of like me. Yeah, he is. He likes, yeah. I mean, I think, he, he likes, he loves his wife. That's his best friend. They hang out together. And I think he has, he obviously does well and he, he's, he can socialize, but he's not one of these. He would prefer to be. I think, I think he could be a homebody. Home. Yeah. And I get that. And I think that a lot of people who socialize, especially for a job or a, a public kind of appearance type of thing, um, it can be exhausting. And not that you're being fake, but you're just no, trying to make sure no. that you're, you're talking to people and, and being really professional and because honestly, it's, it wasn't like that in every situation when I was throughout my radio career, you know, three decades, almost, I, it wasn't always, I don't want to be here. A lot of times I was very excited and I enjoyed the people I work with. I'll give you an example of one of the, uh, uh, places that we would go on a yearly basis. And I felt at home and I don't know why. Do you know what you're going to say? The Redwood County Fair. Yes. <laughs> I, I loved. Because the, they're awesome. And I also loved, uh, I, you know what? I, I gravitate towards more smaller community because that's where I grew up, mm -hmm. right? You feel at home. I love people in the country. I just, I mean, I just, you know, and, and not to say I don't love urban. I love, I have a lot of dear friends but you, in the you, city because I, I embrace culture and I love the city life. I, and I, you know, I, I'm, you know, I'm a big fan of downtown Minneapolis and, and St. Paul before they turned into the <laughs> mess they are now, hopefully they'll get that figured out. But I mean, I, but I, I think I gravitate towards people that are grew up more in that rural environment mm -hmm. like I did. 
And there's nothing wrong no, with that. No, no. So Redwood that, County Fair is awesome. That's an example of one place that we would go every year, and there would be a, you know thousands of people out in the crowd, and I was like, and I always got there, and I felt at home. Absolutely. And it was just the, the fair board, and it was just the people around. Just do good, you guys want to be our friends? Good, good, good people. <laughs> and I got that same feeling with like Carla. And the people down oh, in Matilia, yeah, for park, yeah, park days. I just, you know, I just, oh, there's so many good people in, the Nicollet, in this area. The Nicollet County Fair, and, you know, I think locally here in Mankato, it still has that small town kind of feel totally. to it, and it's not, and it is, it is a small town in the Midwest, you know. I mean, North Mankato and Mankato is about fifty-two thousand people, and I, you know, and sometimes people forget that. We are small town outstate Minnesota. We don't look at ourselves like that because, you know, you go to a town like Buford <laughs> and they think of Mankato as a metro. Well, and Mankato's growing very quickly. Right? And expanding, but yeah, I I get what you're saying. But we I, are we are not a major metropolitan and we're a community full of good people. Like I could not live in Los Angeles or in the middle of New York City. I just couldn't do it. I, you, I, wa- you wanted to live in New York uh, City for a while. I wanted up. to live in New York City so bad. <laughs> and I know it's not as it's it's it was completely romanticized in my head. But I still feel like a little special affinity to New York City. I well, other than being a Yankees fan, and I can talk about that now. You know what? Before we wrap up today, by the way, first of all, don't be depressed. <laughs> If we're depressed. I, I know, I think I but would, I think there's a lot of people who have the, before the you, same thought. Before you talk about the Yankees, I would say if there's someone that you feel like you have a connection with or that you share some sort of something in common and you would like to hang out with them, this is your sign. Yes. To shoot them a text, DM them, whatever, and say, hey, let's hang out. Let's do X, Y, Z. And it isn't weird. Right. Tell I, them Jess told you it's not weird. I agree. <laughs> And you can always hang out with us like you are right now, by the way. So remember, you can find us on the web at georgeandjess.com. We've got our whole page there, including access to our podcast. You can find our podcast, search George and Jess Podcast, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor FM, anywhere you get your podcasts. And uh, you didn't say what you were going to say about the Yankees. I did. I was just saying, on that note, and that'll be a whole nother show topic, one thing I really love about podcasting now, and I will in the future, is I can say whatever I want. <laughs> right? Buckle up, everybody. Buckle up. And we will talk to you. <laughs> have a good weekend. Yeah, we'll have a brand new episode for you, 6 a.m. Monday morning.